Are you like us, tired of all the politically correct horseshit on podcasts and in the media? Need a podcast that's funny, smart, and gassy? It's not politically correct. It's just correct. This is the Carolina Underground. Throw that middle finger in the air. Raise them up. Because it's time to get loud, proud, and in your face. Generation X. Generation X. The best generation of all time meets the grit of the South. It's about everything and nothing at all. From current events to woolly boogers to movies to politics. Loud, brash, funny, and never, and I do mean never, predictable the carolina underground with mark and mike yo 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 it's the carolina underground boys and girls and we're back again here to put the middle fingers in the air and piss you off do we have to piss everybody off, Mike? I'm just asking, dude. Well, <laughs> I don't think it's a prerequisite. Somehow it just ends up happening. Well, you know, sometimes if, if you can't take a joke, you know, hey, I mean, I guess I, I don't understand, you know, all these people that can't take a joke, how life's worth living. Well, yeah, I mean, laughter does the heart good like a medicine. Absolutely, but it does. These people sure do take their self way too seriously and don't laugh. Well, that that's kind of the problem with a lot of society today is they really seem to think that they, you know, people seem to, I think it goes back to participation trophies, if I'm being honest, but everybody thinks oh, that Lord. they're supposed so, to be box respected. Number one, here we come. Well, I mean, no, am I wrong? Does it <laughs> no, not feel like everybody, everybody thinks that they need respect? And I mean, my, you know, I was brought up to believe you had to earn respect. Right. right exactly. I mean, you give, a, you, you, you always give a certain amount of respect just as a common courtesy. Correct. Until somebody proves to you that, that they, they are, are not. And total right. asshat. And then right. you. And then you. Act you, accordingly. you Let's see. Then you uh, then you uh, recommend them for a legend of flight, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's up there with Buzz Aldrin and uh, all them rascals that's walked loaded. on the moon. I don't. Even, that's going to be my soapbox. Are you trying to get me started? I'm on. Right. I'm on. Well, you said we were going to piss everybody off, well, so I was okay. going to well, I'll tell you. What, I, <laughs> I got we the can... topic that will piss everybody off. Oh hell. Excuse we me. will talk Sorry. about the Taylor Swift Football League. The what? Taylor Swift Football League. What's the NFL's turning into? Because every time you hear oh. NFL, now all you hear oh. is Taylor Swift. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't Sorry. think she's all that pretty. And I don't think she's all that good of a singer. But that's well, just I, my personal taste. And I'm well, going to tell you why. The, the chest is a little bit too flat for my liking. <laughs> there ain't nothing there. Well, you know, I'm not going to go down that road, but I mean, again, the, the point of the matter is that's, that's kind of what we're, that's kind of what we're dealing with in, in everything is we got a small group of people that have gathered together and decided they're going to run the whole world. 
And so they're the ones that decide who's popular and they're the ones who decide who gets airplay and they're the ones they make all of these decisions. And well, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't right, think me. if you put a gun to my head, I could sit in here honestly could name a Taylor Swift song. Well, you and I aren't her target audience anyway. Uh, oh, I, thank I, God I, for that. Yeah, I, I am not now, nor have I ever been a 13-year-old girl. Um, oh, come so. on. You don't identify. <laughs> oh, no. come on now. No, I don't. I don't at all. But that's, you know, let's, I, th- we got to find something better to talk about. I mean, than, <laughs> than Taylor Swift, I gave up on the NFL. I mean, I stopped paying any attention to the NFL back during the Colin Kaepernick kneeling days. Oh, I, I gave up on it a long time before then. Yeah. I mean, I hardly watched, I mean, I, I, I watched it basically on, you know, when the playoffs showed up and for right. the Super Bowl, but it, it just, I remember vaguely going to a youth group meetings and watching the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday, but yeah. I never have cared about football. I think it's that pro sports to me. And, you know, I grew up in the South and it pains me to say this, but even NASCAR, it's just stupid. Oh, you got a bunch of adults getting paid a crap ton of money to play a kid's game and then oh, yeah. they whine about it. Well, and there's there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, my thing about watching any kind I mean, I enjoy watching college sports. Uh-huh. Well, that's I, prefer, I prefer college sports. I like college sports. Well, but again, my whole thing, I'm not big at watching sports because why do I want to watch somebody else have fun? I'd well, much rather be out there doing it myself. Well, I don't I kinda of agree with that. I don't really watch it. I mean, I watch like the highlights or I may tune in for a few minutes long enough to see the score. Or something right. like that, but I don't sit and watch it. Now I will. Uh, I do enjoy, as you know, I wrestled some in a previous life, non-professionally. Um, no, I did real. I did not wrestled. No, I wrestled. You wrestled. <laughs> okay. Wrestled. All right. Yeah, the Yankees. They don't know what they don't know even what about wrestling. Roger that. But um, you know, I, I enjoy watching wrestling matches and i really enjoy watching particularly like going to see younger kids wrestle because and i did some refereeing and i like refereeing the younger kids because as a referee you didn't have to move because them little rascals just spin around in circles and sooner or later they'll be right back around to you <laughs> and, and you, didn't have to move. you just kind of stood there and waited for right. them to do their thing but uh wrestling no, was a uh, you know it's Wrestling was a sport that made you rely on yourself. It taught self-reliance because even though you're a member of a team, you're the Uh only one out there. And I'm going to tell you, six minutes on a wrestling mat might as well be longer than a dad blame football game, basketball game, or anything else because you out there by yourself. No, you absolutely are. And I mean, I, and I did a little bit of that when I was in high school, my, my own self, as well as doing some judo. And, uh, you're right. I mean, you are, you, you're out there by your onesie and it's between you and that individual. And to me, that's real competition. Right. When, when you're you just have dealing, to rely yeah, on your mano a mano. Yeah. 
your skill, your preparation, all of that stuff. And well, I mean, again, and that that brings us into uh, that'll that'll lead us into the boxing ring, and uh, which of course it immediately makes me think of the Rocky series. And right. you had a comment or two that you wanted to make uh, with yeah, regards we had, to that. We got some bad news: Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. Uh, yep. Passed away February the first. I think he was seventy six. You know, it's kind of sad because that's one of the people that iconic movie roles. And you know, he theoretically Absolutely. died in Rocky Four or whatever, killed right. by the Russian. But and then yep. toward the and here more recently, this the Rocky movies are named Creed because Rocky's training his son and right. stuff like that to win the title. And of course, I haven't seen all of those because they don't kind of hold the the same sway as yo adrian and all that stuff and oh yeah it's just, you know it's and carl weathers and a lot of stuff i think he was in predator and a few a lot he of was. other big mm-hmm. blockbuster movies of the 80s and stuff like that that just kind of oh, yeah. were cornerstones of the american movie world and stuff like that and it's just this, you know you you hate to see people die particularly when you know you enjoyed watching them you enjoyed their work and stuff like that you know that we're at that part of life to where our heroes and stuff are slowly but surely all going to be dying off oh yeah well i mean it happens it does happen and that is a sad thing he he was a truly iconic actor and and i mean again he's one sort of like uh you know he, he he's his his voice was was a booming and uh mm-hmm. and and you you know not necessarily unique like uh james earl jones but it definitely was he was he had presence he was quite an actor quite a quite an right. individual i think and it's a, it's a shame to see him go the world is a, i mean again and we can go through you know the loss of of so many well i mean were, like jimmy buffett yep jimmy buffett david bowie betty all white. Of these. betty white i know yeah. but we still got keith richards funny that yeah so you know i mean that's sort of like the old joke it was uh you know that when at, sort of you know after adam was walking around the garden of eden when god had gotten done making it he said who's that guy he says that's keith richards i don't know anything about him he was here when i got here <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that that ain't far far from the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, we, I mean, and you know we you know we talk about how sometimes this old world seems like you know, everything's turned topsy turvy and up on its up on its end. Well, something else has happened oh, that Lord. has put the world up on end. And I know you're not going to believe this because I'm going to say a name, and you tell me what he does. All right, Ben Shapiro. Okay, well, Ben Shapiro is—he's uh, a, a conservative uh, speaker that uh, talks about America, you know, about uh, standard traditional values, right, conservative right. values. Well, he has one more accolade he can add to his long list of accolades. Okay, he is now a rap artist and has hit number one on the iTunes charts and soon to be named number one on Billboard. Um, okay, so he is a rap artist. He is in a rap song and he raps. He's in a rap song. He He's is. doing the rapping. He does have a verse that he raps. Now, it My sounds goodness. to me more like him really just talking, but he's uh, evidently, I think the actual uh, artist that put the song out is uh, Tom McDonald. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds actually 
pretty good. I have actually kind of been, uh, I was kind of impressed with it. I did listen to it. Um, mm. And there is a lot of truth in what um, the the lyrics say. And I'm not going to really get into it because, you know, we don't have licensing to play it or anything like that. And I don't want to get sued because, you right. know, Ben Shapiro's got more money than we do. So we're just going to let him just kind of sit right there and do his thing. The name of the song is called Facts. And oh. you can find it on Apple Music or, I guess, Spotify or anywhere you listen to your music at. And that yeah. leads me into another song. Because, <laughs> you oh, know, you, you, <laughs> and now you're going to love this one. Oh, all right. You know how when you just turn the thing on and you say, okay, I wanted to hear this song. So I uh-huh. typed it in and it came up and it played, right? Uh-huh. So when it finishes, they don't want you to just sit there in dead silence. So they're going to play another song. And they right. keep you listening. Well, sure. the next song, you ain't going to believe me. I, I had to stop. I pulled off of the highway okay. and looked at the thing to make sure I heard what he was saying in this song. And it is the name of the song. All right. The name of the group is called Moccasin Creek. I have never heard of them before, but I have heard of them now. And they, as the song goes, they came in like a wrecking ball, baby. Uh, okay. And the name of the song is Porch Honky. Porch Honky. Porch okay. Honky. And I couldn't stop laughing from listening to this dad blame song. And it, I think it's going to be my new favorite song. And I'm thinking about reaching out to Moccasin Creek and saying, if we can use Porch Honky as the theme song of the Carolina Underground Pocket. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to check out Porch Honky here. I, I'm afraid to let you go any further. I'm telling you, it's, you got Flossie Dog all excited over there. She's yeah, tearing her toy up. Hey, Flossie, she, she hanging in there. She's she kicking the, she, well, <laughs> she can't decide whether she wants to play or she wants to eat. So she's oh, up okay. her mind. So, and for those of you that don't like hearing dog toys squeak in the back end, in the immortal words of Michael Whitehall. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. All right, let me, can we I say- don't know if we can or not. I imagine it's going to get bleeped. But no, I, I, all right, let me tell I'll bring you something here. I'm going to ask okay. you a question. Uh-oh. So, can Do I have to think? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, that, this it's up to good. you. Okay. Now, so one of the age old questions about nature versus nurture. Okay. okay. Are gentlemen made or are gentlemen bread? Okay. Now, so I was actually, that's one of my, uh, my, my, uh, girlfriend I've mentioned previously is Hispanic and she is one of her favorite ministers is a fellow named Dante Gable. And I have I, not, never heard of Dante Gable. Well, I mean, if you're not a natural Spanish speaker, you probably wouldn't have, but he okay. is a, and I've been, I, the reason I know I about him. I can Espanol poquito. Well, a little bit. Roger that. Same here. But if if my if my lady love was not a uh, was not a Hispanic, I never would have heard of him. But he's actually an incredible speaker. I, I thoroughly enjoy. Does he come with subtitles? Well, you can. He they they do translate it into English as oh, well. Oh, well, then I, so, I would understand it. Yeah, but one of the and I was listening to one of his translations 
Uh, I mean, I listen to him in Spanish and I catch about 30% of it because mm-hmm. he does, they, they, he, hey, he speaks muy hey, rapido. So don't well, feel bad. You yeah. catch 30% of it, listening to it in a foreign language. I sat in the pew on Sunday morning and catch about 20% of it in between <laughs> napping. Well, no, I can understand that too, but he at, was, was dealing with this topic. And so he brought up a story and I'm going to butcher the story. And the story okay. is there was, a well, kingdom. I'm used to, I'm used to that. There was a kingdom, and the king of the kingdom asked that question. Is a man born a gentleman, or can a gentleman be made? Can a man learn to become a gentleman? Okay. He had two sons. One of his sons, the elder son, said, gentlemen are made through training and discipline and education. And the the son said, no, you're either born a gentleman or you're never going to be a gentleman. And so the king said, all right, you guys have two weeks to come up with your arguments. Then we're going to have court again. And when we have court, you present your arguments, present your cases and convince me which one of you is correct. Now, so the first son went out and scoured the whole kingdom. And on the very fringes of the kingdom, he found something that made him happy. He went into this little diner, little, you know, one room diner, and the owner of that diner had a cat and he trained this cat because he couldn't afford any wait staff. He trained this cat to stand up on its hind legs and carry a tray of drinks to the table for him. And Hmm. so man saw this and he's like, all right, here is my proof. He paid the man a happy sum of money to come back to the king, you know, to the to the palace with him to demonstrate this cat to prove that with training you could train even a beast to perform acts that would be, you know, considered gentlemanly or at least courteous. Okay. And so, of course, world word spread of this animal like wildfire through the kingdom and the uh the younger son was absolutely distraught and he was looking around looking around doing everything he could and then a few days later a few days before everything came up he came across something that brought a smile to his face so he promptly bought it without telling anybody what was going on or anything like that took it back to the kingdom and kept it a tremendous secret so they can't go into court and they start up, and here we go. The guy comes up. The young, the oldest son comes out and says, Father, uh-huh. I have proof that it is training and education that makes the gentleman, and behold. And out trots the cat on two legs carrying a tray uh-huh. with a drink on it for the king. He takes it over to the king and sets it down, and everybody applauds. Everybody, it's the most amazing thing anyone's ever seen. Cat goes back to get another tray of drinks for the uh, with the drink for the queen, and he's carrying it across the room. The younger son has just been standing there with a smile on his face the whole time, and so he opens his box, and out pop two white mice that go skittering across the floor. The cat drops the tray of drinks and takes off after the mice. Okay. And that was he said proved his point. Now the point being. And I mean, you can look at this story one of two ways. So what do you take on it? Is it, is it the training that makes the gentleman or is it nature versus nurture? I actually think it's, I would say it's a combination of both. And I would agree with you to some, but go ahead, sir. But for, for example, uh, let's just take, for example, British aristocracy. 
Yeah. At that point, there's there would have been a birth saying, oh, well, just for the happenstance of your dad's sperm donor was a peer of the realm, you're a gentleman, mm-hmm. to when they were some of the most vile people and vile acting people on the face of the earth. I think right. in order to truly be a true gentleman, you truly probably have to experience true humbleness and humility in order to give deference to others and realize that it is your responsibility to make sure that others' well-being is taken in consideration before you consider your well-being. Well, and I and I agree with that. And I, I my my thing is and and this was sort of the message that was put forth it, that i mean again we we obviously we do need training obviously we do need education right okay obviously we some of need, us need more than others that, and this there's no doubt to that but you know we obviously need rules that make society function et cetera, et cetera, and following those rules but at the end of the day your true nature is your true nature Okay, and you can either stand in opposition to your true nature, which is what being, you know, acting uh, appropriately and humbly is when Mm -hmm. you get right down to it. We don't, you know, and this is one of the things you don't have to teach a child to lie. They'll do it without any, you know, they'll do it in order to protect themselves anytime that they feel like they need to. You have to teach them that it's not appropriate to lie and when they shouldn't. And they have to agree with that and accept it. Okay. Now, and again, you know, you don't have to teach a child to steal. A child will steal if not, if they're not taught, most children will steal if they're taught, not taught that it's not the right thing to do. Right. So, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, we always have to be on guard about these things because otherwise we, you know, we will slide into our, Nature, and uh, I mean, it's kind of the whole thing of, 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 you know, we're all born in sin, and sin lives within us, and we have to overcome it. Right. But I thought that was a great message, and and that is I a good wanted message. To, wanted to share that, but I do believe, and that's kind of the thing that I was thinking about. Now, a lot of times when we get to soapbox stacking, we don't come up <laughs> with any solutions to the problem. We just bellyache about them, and. You know, it, it occurred to me that hey, I got a lot of belly to ache too, baby. <laughs> I got you, brother. But it, it occurred to me at the end of the day, what we all need to do is be aware of our own true nature and be aware that the whole world would be a much better place if we take the time to be aware of our own true nature and to try to be better than that to one another and then went these with the this small group of people and it is a small group of people that make up the who and the wef and the united nations and nato and the federal government and all these people that are trying to oppress us Mm -hmm. and i do believe i shared that uh, meme i saw the other day about how we had more we had more rights under the the uh, English monarchy in 1776, when we revolted, than we have now from our own state, federal, and local governments. You did share that, yeah, and it actually kind of shocked me because I didn't think about it, but it's it's very true. But we don't have to put up with and live by these rules if we all work 
you know, if we're all just to overcome our base nature and instead of being scared of each other or instead of just standing on one side of the aisle and screaming, we're right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we can make the world a better place. And, and I personally think we all should. And I agree with that. I think we can. The problem that we're going to run into is we have um, too many people that are unable to take things within themselves and make it their own and add their own original thought and ideas to it without simply just regurgitating what they've heard somebody else say. I, I, would, I would say unwilling more than unable. Well, I, th- yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, uh, and I don't know whether um, it's a fact that um, that they are not educated enough to do it. Well, uh, yeah, it may, or they just don't understand. Maybe they don't understand the the benefits, but again, you can demonstrate those benefits. And, you know, when, when you're doing, when somebody is, when somebody sees that you're doing better or you're happier than they are. Well, I mean, that's all bad. You want to see people are doing good, but you don't want to see or hear that they're doing better than you are. Right. And I think you can probably, you know, I mean, again, by demonstrating that by acting appropriately and doing the right. See, that's the problem. And that's why everything's topsy-turvy and upside down. You got these mathletes that are uh, jury-rigging and, and gaming the system and making it. You know, look at the, the tax code is, what, 17 hundred pages long or something like that i may be longer i don't know it's ridiculous code, it's that's multi volumes long yeah it's ridiculous and it's all done so that people that know how to play the game correctly can play the game and cheat everybody else out of their money so you got a situation where we've allowed society to create this mess that uh or be turned into this mess that you have to hire an accountant to figure out how to pay the gunny money that the government's stealing from you correctly right. so that you don't get in trouble with the government that's stealing from you <laughs> i mean and this is insanity so we have allowed this insanity to be forced down our forced upon us and you know and, and at the end of the day we don't we we if there's more of us than there are the people that are trying to do this nonsense so if we would Mm -hmm. all just decide to be better people with one another we could Mm -hmm. gather together if well the other problem is of course apathy and we could talk for hours about that but i'm done stacking soapboxes what i'll say is you you want to hear but listening like that though that reminds me of um a song of myself by walt whitman Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it says, you shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead, nor feed on the specters and books. You mm-hmm. shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. Mm-hmm. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. Absolutely. And what I'll say, and, and you know, this could be considered a plug, but if you want to hear uh, Dante Gable, you can look him up on YouTube and, uh, do, you know, got Dante Gable, uh, he, you, in, in, in English as well. So you can get him, uh, in his native Spanish or you can get him in English and, um, and I recommend it. He has excellent messages. 
So well, I'll have to check him out, even though I'll have to make sure it's a translated edition or one with subtitles when I'm on a day that I feel like reading. Oh, absolutely. Well, no, it doesn't. It's not subtitles. It's actually translated, and the translations are really well done. Oh, too. I had uh, there's a there's a preacher, and I don't really, I don't know. I think it was. I want to say the preacher who did it was Reggie Parks, okay. but I'm not sure. But he tells the story of a train uh-huh. and how uh, the dad operated a a drawbridge mm-hmm. for the train, and the train would go, the bridge would go up so ships could pass, but the train would come down because all the people used the train to get to work and to home mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And one day, uh, the kid loved going to work with the dad. And the dad had a rule says, you stay right here where I can see you so I can operate the drawbridge so I know that you're safe. Uh-huh. And one day uh, something happened and the the drawbridge didn't go and the dad doesn't see it or something. And so the kid says, hey, I know where this release valve is. If I do this, it'll save it because the train was coming. The drawbridge was up. And the train was coming, and so he goes down and is going to do it, and he falls in. Well, now the pressure's on the father. It's either save his son or save the people in the world. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the basis of the story is the he's using the this as an example or an analogy of God the Father mm-hmm. and God the Son. Right. Different, and it's where it's on the Father. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll send you a link to it. I found it by accident one night and downloaded it, and it's it's very powerful. But uh, you know, there it depends on. I have found when you find messages and stuff like that, you have to be in a condition of receptiveness before you really get anything out of it, because you yeah. have to actually active listen instead of just have it droning on in the background. Well, that um, goes back to uh, something I learned when I was studying about Buddhism. And, you know, one of the things that, and, you know, and it was Tibetan Buddhism specifically, Mm -hmm. but it, one of the adages is that, uh, so I can't speak to all Buddhism, but I can speak to that. But it, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. The point being, there are no accidents. You find things because you're ready to be, you are ready, you are in a state where you are ready to learn from them. Now, that interestingly, in in my experience, that happens a lot of the time. You don't get the message when the message is presented because you're right. not in a position to understand what's going on. But a little right. while later, if you are reflective about your life, you'll go, Oh, well, that makes sense. What right. I did but, wrong or what I needed like, to know that I didn't was right. this. Well, it's kind of yeah. like when the golden girls came out, I didn't quite get the jokes, but now every one of them makes sense. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road, man. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> well, Let's talk about how, you know, the last episode, we didn't know whether it was going to get out or not because we tried up 10 gazillion times to get it done. And right. we kept technical getting error messages, technical difficulties here, yep. technical difficulties there. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much redid the entire infrastructure in the 
in the um, replica bat cave replica bat cave to make sure that the podcast and studio was state of the art right and spent i don't know how many dollars i don't even want to see their credit card receipts but let's just say i probably spent enough with airline miles on my american express card that i can take a trip somewhere now hot dog but uh, new router, new thing, and a camera, new cameras, new everything. And it's just, then come to find out, it was the ISP's problem. Mm, dun, not, dun, dun. Never, not surprised at all, but go, go ahead, sir. What your point was? My point was <laughs> the ISP people, and I'm not going to mention names in this area because I don't want to call out a company because, you know, everybody can make mistakes. Right. And have problems. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, mm -hmm. when you advertise, you have 24-7 customer support mm -hmm. for Internet and services. Mm -hmm. Making people sit on hold and wait an hour and 45 minutes for you pick up the dad blame telephone right. probably ain't the best business practice that you can partake in. Because well, it ain't going to do nothing but piss them off even more. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know that we did finally get that. I finally found a software that would record locally that we were mm -hmm. able to do it because, you know, normally we record over the Internet because we're in two separate locations because we're kind of like the president and the vice president. We can't be in the same place at the same time in case somebody tries to kill us like them damn Chinese or them damn Russians. Well, I thought it was because we might try to kill each other if we was in the same place at the same well, time. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Damn, brother. I don't believe I told that. <laughs> Sorry, brother. Didn't mean to derail you right there. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm in the process. And then, so I'm buying all this stuff and the new cameras come in, the new router comes in. I got a nice router. I mean, whoo. It's a nice one. It looks like the dashboard of a brand new cotton gin. Hot dog. <laughs> it just—it got all these little lights, and it got all the places for phone and all this stuff, and ain't no antennas, and it's enterprise class. So that tells you right there: a, it don't do Wi-Fi. Hmm. So then you had to buy Wi-Fi stuff, and it just been a thing. And then I felt I needed retail therapy because mm -hmm. this was not retail therapy because this was something that I thought I was going to have to spend because they kept telling me it was my crap that was broke. Yeah. So. Well, but that's the standard line. I mean, because that's, that's their get-out-of-jail-free card when they can't figure out what it is or they don't want to be in a situation where they might. Where they have it. to figure out what it right. is. Right where they might face some kind of legal repercussions. Oh, well, it's your equipment. Because then you have to come prove to them that it's not. That it's not. And I yeah. did so. I did yeah. do that. No, I, but yeah. I needed retail therapy. I needed something to make me feel better. And this, it, what I purchased is twofold. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel better. And it makes it where I can see the crap better because, you know, I'm getting old and can't see shit <laughs> and click on the wrong things all the time. Well, there you go. I bought me a 49-inch monitor. Oh, Lord. Uh. That's curved. <laughs> Oh. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be piling in the dad blame space shuttle, baby. Hot dog, 
hot dog. Goodness, It'll be man. like ground control to Major Tom. Ground control. Goodness. Well, I mean, again, so, you know, now one of the things I am going to say is that uh, we probably ought to stay away from personal woolly booger stories on future podcasts because we, you know, there was a, there was a, uh, there was a follow-up incident that I was Uh-oh. not pleased with that, you know, uh, any rate, but so we'll, st- I want to stay away from personal woolly booger stories, but we, you know, if people want to hear about woolly boogers. We can talk about woolly boogers, uh, just in the, uh, in the abstract, not in the personal. Uh, okay. but, uh, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad thing from anybody that was involved. It was, uh, it was kind of a, uh, an escalation on part of the woolly booger and, so uh, you gave it a oxygen and it started catching yep. on, but started smoldering. Yep. I got so you. we don't want to, we don't want to breathe any of that. Well, stuff now I have a existence. topic here that I show that we have, you told me to write it down and you know, I, I keep, I keep meticulous notes on our discussions oh, because this is going to the library of Congress. <laughs> <laughs> so plausible deniability is that's right is, is yeah, gone. It's, it's gone but you have been meaning to talk about you keep telling me you got something to say about radioactive batteries well yeah the you know the chinese well one of the things of course that is is problematic and we talked about that a little bit with the tesla um with the tesla um conversation where he built the electric car but he was using lead and we, acid battery and we probably need to and i it, we probably will have to revisit the tesla discussion because we did not give him the deference that he deserves oh, because no, of all, all the technical difficulties not at all that is 100 percent correct and you can do you know, i mean we could do a series on tesla and not scratch the surface but no, so and I mean, and and again, this lead acid uh, battery technology that Tesla was working with has been around. I mean, they found you know the Babylonian battery, which of course is an out of right, place right. artifact. Um, it was very much definitely a battery. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at it, and it could not be anything else. It had you know a copper electrode and it had uh, i believe lead electrode i mean at any rate blah 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 i don't uh, i don't want to go into that too deep because i i haven't looked at it recently and i would really hate to 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 misspeak but that technology has been around for a long 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 time and so then we have gone on to the rare earth element batteries which you know um, are are what we primarily use today and they have mm-hmm. their drawbacks as well there are aluminum, when it gets cold. Yep, there are aluminum oxide batteries which are not getting the uh, level of uh, of uh, recognition that they need to because they really are tremendous. But China has come up with a um, a battery that is based on a uh, radioactive uh, variant of I want to say nickel. Um, but again, I have, it has been a hot minute since I've looked at that because I didn't know you were going to bring it up. Uh, don't ever doubt the meticulous notes. I I shall not in the future, my friend, but at any rate, these bad boys, uh, because of the, the radioactive element, apparently they will run for pretty much ever. 
Uh, now I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't go that deeply into it, but of course it came out of China because the United States is abdicating as hard as it can its position as a technology leader to China. Um, but uh, I mean, it's really intriguing that uh, that this technology is coming into being. Now, forever, of course, is an impossibility, but it, but they will last a long time. And uh, I'm not sure if that's their charge and recharge. Uh, again, I, I only scam, skimmed the article, and it wasn't that uh, heavy duty of an article mm -hmm. to begin with. But it is an intriguing thing. Point is, there's all manner of things out there that we don't know. We, we, you know, we, we, the more you learn about science, in my opinion, the more you realize that we, we don't know much. Right. We know and, a little but bit. we like to parade around that we do, but we oh, really, we hadn't even scratched the surface. Well, and that's what I love, that whole trust the science statement, because the whole thing about science is not trusting anything and testing and retesting and verifying and re-verifying. And the fact is, in science, a theory cannot be proven. It stays a theory forever. Even if it works, it's still a theory until it is disproven. And then mm -hmm. once it's disproven, it is a disproven theory. But I mean, we're operating under theory and that's, and that's basically saying, this is what we have seen that works. And this is why we think it works. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so it goes back to, you may be right. It's possible. You it is possible. Then we yeah. had some more news happen this week. Uh oh, which, uh, in the if you're a fan of boxing in the boxing world, I like to watch a, a few pugilistic trials every once in a while. Absolutely. But the uh, the Usyk and Fury fight was postponed, I think, until May because uh, Tyson Fury ended up getting a bad cut over uh -huh. his eye by an elbow in sparring. So they had to, uh, and I mean, it was a nasty looking cut. They showed a picture of it. I mean, it was bad, hmm. but uh, they actually had to postpone the fight until I think it's in May now. And I think that was supposed to be like the coming up in the next weekend or two, but it has now been pushed to May. So we're going to have to wait till we have our first unified heavyweight champion of the world since uh, Lennox Lewis in 1999. Mm, mm, mm. But again, back to our comments, and I mean, this actually a lot of this uh, is tied together, you know, because the, you know, why do we enjoy watching, you know, uh, these sorts of competitions? Why did the Greeks have the their original version of the Olympics? And it's just part of our true nature. We have, you know, uh, we have to have had a violent nature to have survived in nature. Nature is violent. You know, that is I mean, a fact. I mean, just look level. at all the look. Just look at the the sheer power of the ocean waves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of the things I always tell people. You know, I'm I'm I, I did I was I did service in the United States Navy, and the United States Navy more so than any other branch of service. Uh, well, I guess if you want to include the Coast Guard and whatnot in there, the folks on the and, and even the Merchant Marine and whatnot, but those mm -hmm. who travel on the sea are in a constant state of warfare, much like the people who fly in the air, because it's the ocean that's trying to kill you. 
That's right. the place that you're not supposed to be. So if you're a scuba right. diver, you are at war with the ocean. If you are a if you are sailing, you are at war with the ocean. And so in maritime conflicts, and in, in my world, I'm at war with ISP. There you go. There you go. Because you ain't supposed to be there. <laughs> but again, well, the point you know, being, to make sure you know we first started though, we're thinking was we being. Did they trying to cancel us? Was we going to have to make our own ISP to get the airwaves out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're that important yet, but Lord, I'd like, well, we I'd like be. to be. I would like to be. We should be. Yes, I think so. Well, and, you know, bring up politics. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Here we go. Buckle up, Buttercup. It's on. <laughs> you know, uh, South Carolina had their presidential first in the nation, but it ain't first in the nation. So. Yeah. And y'all, yeah. are you telling me y'all idiots are voting for that damn fool again? It ain't us. I'm telling you, it is a small group of people, and they are, and they do not speak for. They don't speak for the overwhelming majority of South Carolinians because I know I the think, overwhelming. I honestly think somebody needs to run a campaign like they did in Brewster's Millions. Oh, no, I agree. With none I of the above, so. and then none of the above. People don't want none of it. Well, and I, you know, I, I will, I will go on record as saying that if they, if this thing, if this, if, if this, if this thing goes the same arc that it did last time, they're going to do something and, you know, and, and gerrymander or jury rig this election so that Biden winds up in office, and people are just going to have to absolutely put their foot down, stand up, and not go into this, oh, I don't believe they would do that nonsense because the evidence has come out. I don't believe they will do it. Oh, yeah, they will. I fully believe that they will. I would be overwhelmingly surprised. I can't remember the guy's name, but he proved in open court recently that you don't have to have anything but a pen to hack one of these voting machines and change the vote totals. Yep. And I mean, again, in every one of the precincts that that the accusations were leveled of the mail-in ballots being fraudulent it has been proven that they were but nobody Mm -hmm. says anything about it because again it's the same group of people that perform i mean the 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 fox's garden hen house the same people that are performing this skullduggery and nonsense are the ones that are in control of investigating it and proving it right true or false exactly and that that there within that lies the problem yep well, the problem is that that there's not a, there's too many people that are apathetic and want to stay in their bubble and not. Well, because and the majority of those are the ones that uh, are receiving a monthly stipend or check and have the government tit in their mouth. I'd say there's probably a lot of truth to that. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, I'm all for everybody having a voice. Yep. And I, I have no qualms with that whatsoever. But if your voice is colored by the fact that you don't want to make changes because you are sucking the government tit and getting money off of welfare, then I'm going to be honest with you. If your 90% of your substance come from the federal government, mm-hmm. you ought not to be in, allowed to vote. No, absolutely. It's a, it's a clear conflict of interest. Exactly. 
Well, and another thing also, if you are in this country illegally, you should not be allowed to vote. And that's what a lot of those mail-in ballots and whatnot turned out to be from illegals and whatnot. At least Lord, that was one of my them. my dander up. Now, you started. Oh, Lord. You start. All right. I'm going to do a passive <laughs> snout to the curly tail. We're stopping it right there before I catch the charge and whoop somebody's ass. And we gone. Bye. Have a good one, man. No. All right, you crazy bunch of motherfuckers. Wait. Uh, can we say mother? Anyway, you've been listening to the Carolina Underground. It isn't politically correct, it's just correct. Our motto is, if you can't go balls deep, don't go at all. Actually, that's not our motto, and I'm sorry, I I don't even know what that meant. All right, we gotta go. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, we hope it really pissed you off. Follow us on Twitter at Carolina UNDGRND underground get it or drop us an email at carolina und grnd get it at northstate.net we want to hear from you y'all be cool see you next time on carolina underground